Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Hiya folks, you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 256, recorded live on the YDF Media Network on September the 5th, 2023. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. What's going on, my friend? How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm having a uh, having a day where I uh, where I long for being at the Magic Kingdom. Actually, I've been oh, I've nice. been thinking I'm thinking about it since yesterday, and I think I'm I'm overdue for a. Uh, a journey out there. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day, and we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. How are you, my buddy? Um, I'm good. It, is, it has been a um, kind of a interesting week at Disney, I think. Uh, uh, you know, it was a holiday weekend, and apparently the Magic Kingdom was empty yesterday uh you know i will tell you my my friends were there about a week ago maybe 10 days ago and yeah they went specifically more for galaxy's edge and right. they were like there's no one here yeah it has been an inter like we're i feel like we're back to the way september used to be now part of me is like okay now this has been going on for a few weeks but part of me is like maybe this week is so bad because we were supposed to have a hurricane last week and maybe people right. canceled their trips for for the week but I don't know, like, I mean, a holiday weekend, you figure even the locals didn't come out. That's... Well, I, I I think you do have some, you know, vacation regression in a way, right? I, I mean, I think everyone kind of, you know, revenge vacation, as they say. And, yeah, you know, people went to Disney, right? That's the spot in our country where you're really going to go. And I think you probably have people who are like, OK, I did that. And now you're going to have a little bit of a slowdown. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know what? That works out way better for us, the people that go all the time. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah. So, uh, you know, before we get into the show proper, just wanted to say a quick shout out and thanks to our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash two men in the mouse. Uh, we have had such an amazing response. You guys have been so great, and I hope you're enjoying the exclusive content. We've been doing the patron show. We've been doing the patron video show. We've, we, uh, you know, we did the Geek Watchtower last week, and, and you know, that was met with rave reviews. We, we've been doing a lot of stuff over on Patreon, like extra additional content. So, folks, if you want to head over to patreon.com slash two men in the mouse and become a patron, you too can support the show and get access to some great exclusive content. Uh, you know, we, we had put it to a vote with our patrons as to whether we should go a little bit more like adult oriented on the patron show. Nothing crazy, you know, not like we're not like cursing and stuff like that. But I mean, like we talk about like some more you know, adult oriented things that like, you know, like I told the right. story, I told the story of, of what happened in, to me in Epcot that one time that I had wanted to tell on the show for years and just never thought it was appropriate. 
and and um, you know, you told us a great story on the last Patreon episode about getting injured at the uh, at the the action park, the infamous New Jersey death trap slash amusement park action park. Yep. Uh, which I was so entertained by. Uh, yeah, and we did the Watchtower. We talked about Ahsoka, uh, which, you know, coming back tonight. So we'll we'll see what's going on with Ahsoka Really tonight. excited about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see. And uh, yeah, the... Um, so patreon.com slash two men and the mouse, folks. It's number two men and the mouse. We've got, uh, you know, so much going on. We, we, we've we got tiers starting at $3 all the way up to $50. And you get exclusive stuff, including merchandise, uh, which next month, I believe, because you have to be a member for three months for the merchandise. That's not our rule. That's Patreon's rule because Patreon produces the merch. Uh, so we've got stickers. We've got coffee mugs. We've got T-shirts and we've got hoodies uh, for the various tiers. So, you know, and, and if you're on the highest tier, the ultimate mouser gets all of it. So that that's pretty cool. You know what stinks? We don't get that. I know. I feel like I'm going to like just give my wife the money to, uh, <laughs> to, to just join. To just join for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, oh, put in for this. Yeah. Uh, I, I was saying the same thing to, to my fiance. I was like, man, I really want that hoodie. Like me too. Uh, um, yeah. So, all right. We are diving in. Before we dive in, I wanted to give you a report on um, uh, the opening night of Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal oh, Studios. Okay. My friend Jenna and I went. And we're going to be doing a, like a full like Halloween Horror Nights uh, show on the Patreon, like a review show uh, sometime next week after we go again. But let me tell you something. You know, we were supposed to have a hurricane last Wednesday and like it didn't really happen in Disney. Right. Like Orlando was pretty tame. Well, we... So we did what's called stay and scream. So if you have a ticket for Universal the day of Halloween Horror Nights, you can remain in the park while they turn it over. So basically you go to one of these stay and scream locations. And then once Halloween Horror Nights is open, you're funneled right into the line for one of the haunted houses. So you choose. Let me ask you a question. It's like an hour gap, right? No, it's like a two hour gap. Two hour gap. Yeah. So you're like paying to to wait online for two hours. Well, yeah, basically. So So what happens is. Halloween Horror Nights opens at 630. Okay. Now, I'm not 100% sure if they open it a little earlier for Stay and Scream, like maybe at six. I think that might have been a thing, but I, I'll get to why I wasn't looking at my watch in a second. Um, but yeah, you line up in one of the areas and in the area you line up for, they tell you which house you're in line for, basically. Right. Uh, so but I mean, you typically don't get in that line at five o'clock. You typically get in that line at like four, four thirty. So you're talking about like a two hour wait. So we got in that line around 415. And so, you know, my friend is like, she's the queen of Halloween Horror Nights. Like it, it is, she's this is her her like most anticipated day of the year is the opening of this Halloween Horror Love Nights. Love it. She's the reason I get a frequent fear pass every year now. And we go like 13 times or something like that. Some crazy number. So we get in line over in the Springfield section to to go in and uh, get right to the last of us house. So we're like, okay, now as we get in there, the sky is looking rather ominous, let's say. And we're like, oh, that that doesn't look good. And I said, well, maybe it's the rain that happened this afternoon. And like, it's just like passing out in the distance. And like, that's it. No, no, no. This was the worst rain I have ever been outdoors in. It Okay. You know, like people like sometimes exaggerate and say it's raining sideways. It was raining sideways. Like it was the rain was horizontally like I had to literally we were 
so we're and now we're in line outside for two hours in this torrential downpour with lightning and thunder and high winds and i am literally holding my umbrella at like a 45 degree angle and the two of us are like like is this a one person umbrella and the two of us are like scrunched inside the umbrella using it as like a barrier while the wind is literally pushing me what what is your footwear like so you know what normally i would have just worn my sneakers and you know had i done that it would have been a disaster right. and i would have gotten home and my fiance would have been like throw those shoes out we're buying new shoes like we're going to nike uh but for some some reason, I was like, you know what? I'm going to grab my like I have like Crocs that don't look like Crocs. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to which is way better than when I first moved here and I was wearing just Crocs. Uh, <clears throat> and I was like, I'm just going to wear my Crocs today, which I, I haven't worn these Crocs in a while because the last time I wore them specifically at Universal, I fe- like I slipped and fell and banged my knee into the concrete and like really messed my knee up it's like still messed up to this day um but i was like you know what no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do it. i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna make sure i bring an umbrella and that saved me my friend was wearing boots and her boots filled up with water you know i am debating i'm curious your take on this i'm debating buying like a nice pair of like waterproof sneakers they make think- them Yes, that's a great idea. Uh, my fiance has a pair of waterproof sneakers. So. I mean, I wouldn't wear them anywhere but on vacation. Yeah, you know, so I mean, it's not, I would probably they'd probably last forever. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great idea. I think especially if you're coming to Orlando in the summer slash fall when it is rainy right. season and it's you're guaranteed to get a rainstorm every day. Uh, but I mean, like this was, I, I I mean, we were standing in the Central Park area of um. Universal, which is like leading into Springfield. Right. And I mean, the water was like probably three to four inches deep and flowing like a river. I mean, this was bad. So there's this lady behind us, right? And she's got she's she's wearing a Bluetooth speaker around her neck on a lanyard. And she just starts playing music like Halloween music. And and that kept everybody sane in the line because like everybody was like freaking out. Interesting. So now, like, the lightning's hitting, and we're, like, counting the seconds between the lightning and the thunder to see if the storm is, like, moving away. Right. And so for, like, an hour, it's, like, six seconds between. And I'm like, okay, this is just sitting over us now. And then finally, I'm like, oh, that one was, like, 12 seconds. I guess it's getting, like, further away. The second I say it, we see the brightest flash of lightning, like, so bright that it hurt, followed immediately by the loudest earth-shaking clap of thunder I've ever heard. And that like lightning struck somewhere near us. That was a lightning strike. I've 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 heard them before. So I mean like and everybody screamed it was like awful. Uh so so, this is the horror of Halloween yes. Horror Nights. Yeah, no, we were legitimately afraid for our lives at Halloween Horror Nights. It, it was great. Uh so then <laughs> it finally opens and we're let in. And so now we've got maybe a 25 minute wait for uh, you know, The Last of Us House, which is um one of the big ones this year. Right. So we get in there and we go through. And I mean, this house is fantastic. I mean, it's great. We we get to the point where it's where the, the weekend house was last year. So it's like okay. this big backstage area and it's in this big like area. And they and they put like The Last of Us logo like on the front of the building, which is one of the only like that. And the Universal Monsters houses are like two of the only ones that get that. 
because all the other ones are just kind of like in the backstage area and like you, you don't know like what there's no like signage or anything right i mean there's signage when you get in the line but that's like in the park itself and then you go backstage uh so you know and now they're playing the last of us like acoustic guitar music but now here's the problem pete okay this, this lady behind us is still playing music from her lanyard mm. and because now she's become like the center of attention because of it and she's delighted at 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 right. like all the new friends that she's making but now we've got mood music setting the mood for this house we're about to go into so now i'm getting like annoyed <laughs> i didn't say anything but i kept just kind of grumbling to my friend like okay the her music needs to stop now because like you know like they're trying to set the mood with this like really slow like creepy acoustic guitar music that was in the last of us video game and right behind me i hear we did the mesh we did the monster mesh <laughs> i'm like okay enough like this was great you did a wonderful service for everyone you know while we were stuck in the pouring rain but now it's not really raining anymore like it's just kind of like a steady drizzle and now we've got like actual like park music to like right I don't like when people try to overpower the background music of, of a theme park because I no, feel that, of course not. Yeah. Like the, the background music is so important to the, this like people don't really, I think, appreciate how, the effect that the background music has on a theme park. I think, you know, let me say, I don't think people should appreciate it. I, I think it creates a tone and a mood sometimes without people having to think about it. Yeah. You know what? I would agree with that statement. Uh, so we get in that house was awesome. I mean, like it was so scary and so creepy. And like, if you've played the games or watched the show, like, you, you know, like all of a sudden you hear the clickers, like in the room right. before the clickers show up and like, uh, like I was like terrified when the clickers showed up and then like, there's a bloater and it, it, it was so good. So we got out of that and we were like, okay, it's still kind of raining, and I needed to do something with guest services. So I was like, let's, you know. And it's still it's still like light out. So for the first like hour of Halloween Horror Nights, you're still dealing with daylight. Right. And so we walked through one of the scare zones to go toward the front of the park while it's still daylight out. And let me tell you something, the scare zones in the daylight, especially like we went through like the jungle scare zone and it was like really lame in the daylight because <laughs> like you could very clearly see that like these costumes for these like creatures in the jungle area, it looks like something out of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, right. Like this, like this bird guy, like jumped out and I was like, does Rita Repulsa know that you're here? Like it's it was pretty lame. But then when we went through it again in the dead of night, it was actually scary. Did they have a pumpkin wrapper? There was no pumpkin wrapper. No, I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed that you knew that. I only know it from toys. Okay, yeah. I know nothing about Power Rangers. Yes, the pumpkin wrapper was the thing. Uh, So this year, the host is Dr. Oddfellow. Last year, it was the Pumpkin Lord. Right. All of the scare zones are are themed around Dr. Oddfellow, and Dr. Oddfellow can be found in all of the scare zones. So, And he has his own haunted house, which we haven't done yet. Okay. But Dr. Oddfellow is apparently a... um, He's like a major, like character in the lore of Halloween Horror Nights. So I, I'll be looking into this a bit more. Interesting. Yeah. So we take care of everything at guest relations. Now we walk back in and now it's the dead of night. So the you know the big like Halloween Horror Nights like overhang with like the red Halloween Horror Nights written on it that they yep. have like right in the park. They've moved that up a little bit. 
because where it normally is is now Minions Land. <laughs> Which, let me tell you something, was really weird during Halloween Horror Nights to like <laughs> walk through Minions Land. Though it was my first time seeing Minions Land, and it looks pretty cool. Some people might think that's terrifying. Yeah, uh, my my best friend does. She hates the Minions. <laughs> but yeah, we walked by like the bakery and all that stuff. And so now we are, you know, we're going to go on. We decided we're going to go on Stranger Things. Like that's going to be the next house that we do. So before then, right. we were hungry. We wanted to eat. And the lines for the food were just outrageous like they were and like and i've explained to you like i don't love universal food I don't nobody know does that, yeah nobody likes universal food so i'm like it's not worth it let's just go to like a regular place i want to like strategically do the food and like i want to look at reviews that people are posting of the food before i decide which food i'm going to wait in line for like specific to halloween hornet so we went to springfield which is always a roll of the dice when you're eating there she got I don't remember if she went to the Frying Dutchman or no, she went to Cletus's Chicken Shack. Okay. And I went to um my old friend, Krusty Burger. Man, I, I got to tell you, I don't know how this story turns out, but why would you keep like the Springfield food seems like the worst thing you could it's, get. It's the worst. It's awful. But I'm, I'm there's something that keeps pulling me back. I, I, think I can't tell if it's like bad on purpose. With Krusty Burger, I legitimately think it's bad and unappetizing on purpose. Like, okay, it has to be right because it can't, it can't pop. Like the Krusty Burger, when I've gotten the Krusty Burger, it's like the worst burger I've ever had in my life. Repeatedly, this has happened. That's but so terrible. now I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna they they have like a a take on the barbecue slaw dog from uh you know, from Casey's corner, right? The foot long hot dog with the coleslaw. And so this is, it's like the sideshow Bob hot dog. And it's a foot long hot dog with chili onion and coleslaw on it. Okay. Part of me wants to say, how can you mess up a hot dog? I mean, so they open, like they've got all the stuff. Like it's like a school cafeteria almost where it's all in like the little trays, all like pre-made. Right. And so you order these things and they like open up like the thing and you just see these like gray hot dogs like oh, sitting boy. sitting in this filthy water and then they like make it for you. And I mean, there there was no like, you know, when you get the barbecue slaw dog at Casey's, it's like a plump foot long, like like high yeah. quality hot dog on a high quality bun. And they like very carefully put the toppings on. They slopped this thing with toppings. I mean, I posted a picture in our Patreon Facebook group and I was like, this might be the most unappetizing thing I've ever been served at a theme park. I mean, it literally looked like a hot dog. It looked like it was like a stringy foot long gray hot dog on a broken bun that looked like someone threw up on it. I mean, honestly, as cool as Halloween Horror Nights is, I don't know if waiting in the rain and this hot dog are worth it. Uh, Yeah, no, but I will say, so I had to eat this hot dog with a fork and knife because it's just, right, it was right. too big and too messy. Hot dog was actually really good. Oh, okay. Good. I actually really liked it. Again, it's very hard to mess up a hot dog. It's easy to mess up the presentation of a hot dog. Right. But like a hot dog is a hot dog. It, and it was nothing like, oh, it had cheese sauce, like cheddar cheese sauce on it. Oh, gross. And yeah, all of the Krusty Burger stuff has cheddar cheese sauce on it. Right. And served with curly fries, though. And I am a man who loves his curly fries. Um, Definitely loved that. And, you know, the, the Cletus Chicken Shack stuff was okay uh, that my friend had. She had, like, chicken fingers and, like, um, 
you know, like uh, tater tots. The tater okay. tots, the tater tots were actually excellent. I mean, I've never gone to the Frying Dutchman because I'm like, oh, I don't really don't trust the seafood here. <laughs> like, right. Uh, but yeah, we and we do the um the refillable cups. So I I can still use the refillable cups that I bought last year. Okay. So it's like twelve dollars, and all day you can just fill them up at the Coke Freestyle machines, which is a thing that Universal does that I absolutely love. Me too. I wish Disney did it, just because I love Sprite Zero. Disney does it at the water parks, and that's it. I don't. I don't understand why. I because they want you to keep paying like six dollars for for soda. I don't even mean the refillable option. I mean the choices of the freestyle machine. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, so at first I was like, oh, well, maybe Universal has like a like a like a lock with Coca-Cola on like having the freestyle machines in a theme park. And then I was like, oh, they they can't because they're in, you know, Typhoon Lagoon. Yep. So I don't know. It's weird. But I mean, I I so the cup that I have from last year is really cool. It's got like Dracula and the Wolfman and the mummy on it. It says Halloween Horror Nights on it. The one for this year, I, I didn't like. Like, I didn't like the design on it. They've got a popcorn bucket for Chucky this year. Okay. I think it, I saw it. You can talk to it, and it responds. Okay. So you go, hi, Chucky, and it opens its eyes, and it's like, hi, friend, or something like that. And when you do it three times, the third time, it opens its eyes, and its eyes are red, and it lifts up a knife, and it's, like, going to kill you. Uh, come on, that's a pretty cool popcorn bucket. It's so cool. And that's why and I'm shocked that it's only $44.97, like $44.95. Yeah, you should get that. I don't like Chuck. I, I was talking about it. I don't like, either. I, I, I really I'm not a Chucky guy. I don't <clears throat> like Chucky nearly enough to spend money on that. Yeah, I get it. Uh you know, like I've seen child's play, obviously, but I, I I've only seen the first one. So we didn't do that house. So we did the Stranger Things house. And let me tell you something. This house was so cool. Like if you okay. like if you like Stranger Things, like if you've watched this last season with Vecna, like Vecna's popping out at you everywhere. Right. They they've got like a really cool effect where like you know the portal to the upside down, like you're in the upside down and you're looking up and you're seeing like um the trailer like from like it, but it's upside down. It's it's really cool. Really, really cool. And of course, you know, you got the master of puppets playing in the the, the, right. Eddie, the Eddie scene. You've got uh, the way they did the running up that hill was really cool because basically like you're in Vecna's like lair. Um, by the way, spoilers for, for Halloween Horror Nights. Like you fast forward if you don't want to hear it. And you can see like off in the distance, like the portal to the real world with like Max floating there. And you can like just vaguely hear the running up that hill like starting to hit and right. but it, it's funny because like so they've got like like Vecna like jumps out at you like every in every room but like this one Vecna like he clearly didn't have a hiding place like he was like supposed to just like jump out at you like from like standing there and tip and you're supposed to be consistently moving we got stopped right next to this Vecna and so like he just keeps like jumping out and then like moving back against the wall and like jumping out and then moving back against the wall so that was but they, they do play running up that hill like full blast as you exit the the house no, that's pretty cool yeah yeah it was neat so those are the only two houses that we did we didn't do any of the original ones yet we're going back thursday so i also did not get to film with morty 
original right. that was the original plan was to do a video blog with Morty that night. So I had Morty. He was in his Halloween costume. Like I had this whole thing planned out. And with the rain, I just I couldn't do it. Yeah, you can't risk Morty's life. Yeah, no, Morty. Uh, but I will say Morty's. In, so Morty was in my backpack, which was sealed. This rain was so intense. He actually got wet. Wow. Yeah. So uh, not like soaking wet, but like he just a little damp. So he, he's he been he's been drying out. Laying out in the sun. Uh, Mostly just sitting on the box behind me in my office right now. Uh, But, you know, it's monsters sleep with their eyes open. So he he's sleeping with his eyes open. There you go. OK, ready for the news this week? Sure. The news brought to you by our friends over at Away With Me Travel. They will plan any vacation for you anywhere in the world, including they specialize in Walt Disney World vacations. So call our good buddy Justin over at Away With Me Travel or send him an email show at awaywithmetravel.com and let them plan the trip of your dreams. All right. Now, Genie Plus pricing. We don't report on Genie Plus a lot because, you know, I'm just like, like just saying Genie Plus sometimes puts me on edge. But the price has dropped. The price dropped 20% on Labor Day at Walt Disney World. And so this is kind of important because it's kind of about the the lack of crowds yeah, that we've been seeing. Right. Coincides with what we were talking about. Right. So it hit record low prices since the new per park Genie Plus pricing model was introduced. Uh, compared to the day before, the multi-day and Magic Kingdom Genie Plus has dropped $5 from $25 to $20. Epcot slipped $3 to $15 and Animal Kingdom dropped only by a dollar to $15. Hollywood Studios also fell $2 to being $20. Most Lightning Lane individual attraction purchases also went down between $1 and $2, falling to the lowest prices seen in recent times. So that is very interesting to see. Yep. I guess it's all based on crowd levels. Yeah, of course. No resort news this week. No water park news. We do have some Disney Springs news. Gideon's actually had to close for a few days, but now it is open again. Gideon's Bakehouse over there in Disney Springs. Uh, the Yeah, the guest favorite cookie shop was closed for three days due to an air conditioning failure. For three days. That's crazy. That's wow, you can't get parts. Yeah. Could be a problem. Uh, post from the Gideon's owner, Steve, on Instagram says Gideon's at Disney Springs will reopen today. I got absolutely flooded with supportive messages over the last three days, and I'm grateful for your kindness. There's nothing quite like the weird little Gideon's community. Special love to my team for pulling through. Thank you, as always, Patrick, for pushing so hard. I don't know who Patrick is, but uh... <laughs> is this Gideon's Bakehouse? No, this is Patrick. I like that, uh, you know, Gideon's Bakehouse, which is so well themed and crafted yes. and the story's so good. And you expect like the Gideon's owner to be like, uh, you know, have like a cool name, like Dr. You know, Optical or something like that. And they're mm-hmm. like, Steve. Yep. Like, oh, OK, cool. We're just going to our real names here. Yep. Stephen Patrick. Is this Gideon's Bakehouse? No, this is Patrick. Uh, so he says <laughs> about Patrick, those who have had the pleasure of meeting him know he's a rare gem to the universe brian thank you to brian the kitchen staff who killed it per usual and kept the glory of our east end family moving at full speed throughout the madness it was one of those events that tests you and it's a gift to see people that care shine so bright in our forever darkness i don't even want to know what like three days of closure for a store like that means i don't know either i mean you know they they've it's not their only location but it's gotta be like yeah I mean, so now, obviously, the the failure of air conditioning, that's a landlord issue. So that's Disney's issue. Oh. 
It's got to be. Gideon's doesn't own that building. No, of course they don't own it, but that doesn't mean that they're not responsible for the upkeep of the HVAC. Uh, I guess that's true. I mean, yeah, you would know better than me being, you know, that you, you know, have a store. But that's true. Because I was going to I was going to consider that, like. You know, like that was that was on Disney to fix and and maybe they'd give them a break on the rent or something like that for the month. But I don't know. Yep. You don't know. The Cake Bake Shop is also no longer expected to open in Disney Springs in 2023, as originally projected. Uh, That is the Cake Bake Shop by Gwendolyn Rogers, which is coming to... I'm sorry, I put this in the wrong section. This is resort news, actually, because that is Disney's boardwalk at Walt Disney World. Uh, It is replacing, I believe, the ESPN zone. Oh. Yeah. So the official Cake Bake Shop website has been updated to remove mention of 2023 opening. The Cake Bake Shop by Gwendolyn Rogers will be replacing the ESPN Club, which closes Walt Disney World shut down during the pandemic. Disney says the Cake Bake Shop will bring exquisite dining, delicious afternoon tea, delectable desserts, marvelous champagne, and fanciful cocktails for an extraordinary and whimsical experience. I wonder if they'll be doing like high tea the way like they used to do at Grand Floridian. Right. The, you know, the tea room has still not reopened since COVID. Weird. Like that- I did... That, I know. Afternoon, that afternoon tea was not like a thing that nobody did. Like it was like you had to make a reservation pretty far out for it because and it was great. I did it one time and it was it was really, really nice. And I'm not like a tea guy. Right. But it was really good. Very was much it expensive? It. Yes. Oh, it was. Hmm. Yeah, it okay. was expensive. I don't remember exactly how expensive, but I remember being like, this is expensive. Um, Magic Kingdom news. Uh, Dis- Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party is continuing to sell out. Dates for September and October. However, it is selling out much slower than previous years. Okay. Well, also goes hand in hand with what we were saying. Yep. October 9th, 10th, and 12th are the latest dates to sell out for Not So Scary. Despite frequently selling out nights, the 2023 event is overall selling at a far slower pace than 2022. At this time last year, only five of the 37 Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party dates remained available. This year, 18 dates still remain available. That includes dates in September and October. So as of this time last year, it was only five days in October that were still available. Right. And we've now got, you know, uh, one, two, three, four dates in September, a bunch in October, and November 1st is still available as well. That's the last night. Okay. So that's definitely interesting. I mean, maybe you could also make it the point that like they have priced these tickets now so outrageously. I was just going to say, I mean, honestly, for me, like going with my kids who are not kids anymore, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even really think about doing this. Yeah. It's just too much money. And I don't it know is. if we get the same thing out of it. Now, is the Oogie Boogie Bash the same price or? Um, probably how much, what's the, uh, these, I mean, these, comparable. I mean, these tickets are like 150 bucks and some, yeah, days. my, my Oogie Boogie bash tickets were 180 bucks. Oh, okay. So you said you having said you, that you said you wouldn't do it, but then you did it. I gotta be honest with you. Oogie Boogie bash is not Mickey's not so scary. It's better. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't really know much about it. Yeah. As someone who's really into characters, they actually had their cast member previews yesterday. Okay. Um, new characters they've added for Treat Trails this year are Yokai from uh, Big Hero 6 because they have Whoa. San Francisco now. And they also added um, Professor Doom. Is that his name? From uh, Roger Rabbit. Judge Doom? 
Judge Doom. There you go. Sorry. Oh my uh, goodness. Judge I Doom's there. Freak out with like a dip tank. It's amazing. <gasps> they bro- oh, dude, you need to see what it looks like. It's insane. They're they're keeping Agatha, which Arcus? is the thing. Yeah, which is what we really wanted to see. Yeah. Um, Sid's there. Madam Mim's there. Sid Cruella's from Toy Story. There. Sid from Toy Story. The big thing, and I I think they moved it actually. Ernesto de la Cruz is always there. Okay. And people don't just walk the trail because they want to watch him perform. So I think they moved him to a theater so you can just watch him perform. So this is just like a, a trick-or-treat trail that has characters in it. Yeah, there's nine treat trails that you walk by, and they're kind of up on these, like they're like on these stages that are raised so you can see them. It's mm-hmm. really, really cool. And then the characters. You know, you have like the Sanderson sisters, you know, the oh, Mickey, man. I'm sorry, Minnie, Daisy, Clarabelle. Um, I don't know. I'm super psyched about it. They've had some really cool characters walking around. I told you in past years, even last year, they had um, Mickey and Donald from Kingdom Hearts. Like That's they just really have cool. a ton of really cool characters. And then I don't know. It just it seems I'll, I'll let you know how it goes when I go. But it seems really cool. Uh, so in further Magic Kingdom news, uh, on August the 29th, Tron Lightcycle Run set a new record for the longest period of time that the virtual queue remained open. Uh, okay, so how long do you think that would be? Huh. Two hours. No, uh, you. I thought you were going to say like five minutes, but <laughs> it, op- it was open for an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, okay. So- it dropped at 7 a.m. and closed at 8.21 a.m. Wow. All right. So that marks the longest duration the 7 a.m. virtual queue window has ever been open for, outdoing the former record of an hour and 19 minutes set on April 25th, which is primarily attributed to a My Disney Experience outage. So now this was not an outage. This was right. just, you know. Also going, going with our yeah. theme for the day. Yeah. of Not a lot of people being in Disney, which, again, not a bad thing. For us, I mean, probably a bad, probably a bad thing for Disney, but (laughs) not a bad thing for us. Like, it's great. I mean, like if we're going back to like, because that means that here's the thing. Some people are probably like, why are you guys celebrating the company? Like, you know, not making a lot of money. And I'm like, because this is how we get things. Right. This is how free dining comes back. This is how, you know, free fast pass might someday return, even though. Whoa, whoa. That's never. That's never, ever happening. But (laughs) that is never happening. This is how promotions happen that make things more affordable. So, yeah, it's it's a matter of voting with your wallet. I think a lot of people are kind of fed up with the pricing. And but I think a lot of it is also what you said. You know, people have taken their you know, their COVID revenge uh, vacation. And now it's just kind of cooling off. Right. All right. In Epcot news, the golden dream has returned to Epcot after a refurbishment. Now, do you know what the golden dream is? No, I just found this out. Actually, the golden dream is the name of the uh, wooden ship that is parked outside the American adventure in the Harbor. All right. I never knew that it had a name and that it was named after that song. So the Golden Dream ship is back on display. It was gone for a refurbishment period for several months and returned to World Showcase Lagoon a couple weeks ago. So there you go. It's back. It looks like it's got a new paint job. And I did not even notice that it was gone. Wow. Is the new paint job gold? uh, I mean, the, the windows are like yellow. Okay. So it's the Golden Dream. No Animal Kingdom news this week. We do have some Hollywood Studios news. A new milkshake is coming to Hollywood Scoops this fall. Okay. 
the I, I swear I really do love this show. Like <laughs> at no other point in my day is someone gonna be like, hey, there's a new milkshake. There's a new milkshake. I and like I'm genuinely interested. Like, please of course. tell me what it is. No, like, like we have news articles like uh like you know the the cast member uh you know name tags are changing and it's like stop the presses. Like, Man, you you were really concerned about that. I was, but it was you know, once again it was nothing to False be concerned alarm. about. False alarm. Hollywood Scoops on Sunset Boulevard is rolling out a new limited edition milkshake offering for the month of September. The chocolate peanut butter milkshake will be available starting September 1st and will continue through the end of the month. The chocolate peanut butter milkshake features a chocolate milkshake base, which is topped with whipped cream. The shake is garnished with a chocolate donut with peanut butter icing. To finish, chocolate peanut butter crumbles are added on top of it. Now, this is kind of Disney's new thing, these milkshakes with a donut on top. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's popular in all forms of um, kind of milkshake places, not just at Disney. Right. So I think it's just them following the lead. Now, I mean, this might seem obvious to a lot of people, but it wasn't immediately obvious to me when I had one. And I kind of like figured it out as I went along. Dip the donut in the milkshake. Like that is that is the epitome. Just right. Know, make sure you're dipping that donut. All right, we got some outside Walt Disney World news. Actually, two different items here. We have expansions and enhancements coming to Disneyland's Haunted Mansion area. Now, yeah, not, very cool. Not to the ride itself, but around it. So the Disneyland Resort has revealed plans for a major expansion and update to one of its most beloved attractions, the Haunted Mansion. Slated to begin in 2024, these updates promise to delve deeper into the lore of the mansion while adding new features to enhance the visitor experience. Now, according to local legend, the Haunted Mansion was originally built by a wealthy sea captain. Over the years, the mansion staff has dutifully maintained its spectacular appeal. With the forthcoming expansion, visitors can look forward to an extended outdoor queue that promises to immerse them in the mansion's tales and legends. This includes the stories of Master Gracie, Madame Leota, and a mysterious one-eyed cat. Each of the mansion's new gardens will showcase unique elements that range from water fountains and gazebos to the a themed sanctuary and landscaping. Guests will also have the chance to explore a new greenhouse that serves as a growing space for the Haunted Mansion's ground groundskeepers. Fans of the attraction will be pleased to know that existing features like the Pet Cemetery and the horse-drawn funeral hearse will remain. There will also be a new retail space. Madame Leota, a prominent figure in the Haunted Mansion, will extend her ethereal presence to a new retail shop located next to the attraction's exit. Housed in Leota's carriage house, the standalone shop promises to offer goods that will leave visitors dying to know more. Also, besides the Haunted Mansion expansion, Disneyland is going to be sprucing up the plaza that is adjacent to Tiana's Palace. The new design aims to create a serene park-like setting that honors the area's historical significance while offering a tranquil space for relaxation and live entertainment. Finally, the project aims to improve accessibility for all. A new elevator exit specifically designed for guests with disabilities will be added to the Haunted Mansion. Because as we all know, the Haunted Mansion stretching room in Disneyland is an elevator. That's true. And finally, uh, the reveal of the Disney treasure, the newest ship in the Disney Cruise Line fleet, has been postponed. It's actually going to be today uh, as of this recording, which is September 5th, originally scheduled for August 31st. Uh, so by the time this episode drops, it will have been revealed. But it's just interesting that it was supposed to be revealed on the 31st and they canceled it due to the hurricane that didn't you know, really hit Orlando. But I get it. Though. I get it, too. You got to you never know what these things because it changes so rapidly 
you know, a stiff breeze comes by and then all of a sudden, you know, right. your, your, your hurricane that wasn't a big deal is suddenly a big deal. So, all right. And that's the news this week. Okay. Okay, folks, we are going to get started now with our e-ticket attraction of the week. So stay tuned. More Two Men in the Mouse coming right at you. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. Folks, if you're listening to this show, you love Walt Disney World as much as we do. And one of the ways that many of us keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives is by bringing a little piece of Walt Disney World home with us. Now, does this mean assaulting characters and ripping off pieces of their costume? No, and you should never, ever do that. Please don't do that. We're talking about Disney merchandise, a huge part of so many people's Disney fandom. Some of us a little more than others. Uh, you know, not naming any names, Peter Mandel, but maybe, you know, some, some of us have a, uh, some might call it a Disney merchandise problem, but I only think it's, a, it's not a problem when it's awesome. Right. So, uh, but the locations where we purchase this Disney merchandise become normal parts of our trip, almost like attractions in their own right. Would you say that? Yeah, definitely. I I think that like some of these stores are so well themed and have such cool exclusive merchandise that they become they, they become like I said an attraction in and of themselves and that's why this week we decided for our e-ticket attraction of the week to count down our top 10 Walt Disney World gift shops of 2023. Now I couldn't remember if we had ever done this before in 256 episodes, but oh, I'm sure we have. I also believed that it was worth looking back at because there are so many new stores and I'm sure if we did this in the past, there was no way you were allowing anything but mouse gear to be number one. So I, I distinctly remember that actually. Yeah. And now there's no mouse gear. So in a post mouse right. gear world, I think it's worth like revisiting some of these top 10 lists every couple of years because things have changed Definitely. so much so like if you're listening to our top 10 snacks from back in 2000 you know uh 14 then you know you're not really getting a lot of value out of that because a lot of the snacks aren't around anymore and there was no green milk back then exactly which is gross i hate that yeah milk. it is that green milk is bad i like the blue milk though i know you don't love it but i i do like the blue milk uh all right so ready to get started on this list i sure am now, our number 10 option here is kind of a we're kind of cheating a little bit right off the bat, which, you know, some people might roll their eyes at, but you we couldn't just pick one of these. And that is the resort specific gift shops. So kind of a kind of a cheat there, kind of a broad sweeping statement, but resort specific gift shops are excellent in Walt Disney World. And now, like we're talking like, you know. Um, boutique over at the Polynesian and like so many of these fantastic shops that carry merchandise that is highly specific to the resort and is always well themed. You know, a lot of times the resort gift shop is actually the first thing I do on a trip. 
I think a lot of people probably do that. Well, even while they're I mean, waiting for their room to become available or I don't know, just... always get to Disney first thing in the morning. A lot of times I like to kind of get my travel out of the way and I do it the, pretty much the last flight in. Right. So I get there mm -hmm. and I always hope, oh, I, get, I hope I check. I hope I get there before the shop's closed because it's like my first like little burst of Disney. Oh, totally. Now, do you always get something from the resort that you stay at or after all this time? Is it? Sometimes... I, I don't No. Yeah, no, I can't say I do. Whenever I stay at a Disney resort, I like to try to get something with the Disney resort right. like, specific to it. Or even like the cruise ship. Like I'm sitting here sipping coffee out of my inaugural sailings Disney Wish mug. So, you know, I always want to have something based on where I stayed because it kind of tells the story of that vacation. Now, right. some like uh, now Pop Century has a really good gift shop. Uh, obviously, the Polynesian. Now, the Polynesian, you can buy like Hawaiian shirts. You can buy like so many like cool specific things like for that resort. Definitely. And I think that's one of the coolest things possible. But yeah, the, the resort gift shops, definitely a must go to if you're staying at one of these resorts. And I mean, even if you're just go like I will pop into Boutique to see what's new every time I'm at the Polynesian. Right. And that's not like and I've only stayed there twice so or three times. I just am. I've only stayed there once. And I mean, we always go in there. We make a point of it. Yeah. I mean, they've got some really cool stuff in there. I mean, that that lobby is just can't miss anyway, even without the waterfall that used to be there. I used to love that yeah. waterfall. I mean, I was Me too, like, but I love the lobby now. I, yeah. And I like the Tiki God. You know, yeah. he's he's pretty love cool. It, my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So number nine is actually not a Disney store at all, but it is on Disney property. And it is a, it is a shop that I know many of you make a treasured part of your trip. And that is over in Epcot in the Japan Pavilion. We're talking the Mitsukoshi department store. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody a talks about this shop. B uh, sticks their head in this shop. I mean, it's like a you, must. How do you not it? go in there? All right. So right from when you enter, I mean, like right when you enter, you've got like it's just an anime section. I mean, there's My Hero Academia merchandise. There's Pokemon, like yep. all the Pokemon yep. stuff they have there. They have Kirby. They have Mario. They've got Zelda. They, you know, so it's all video games and anime the second you walk in. So if you're a weeb like me, then I mean, this is like, you know, short of Rogue Comics. This is like your Mecca. It's uh well, the know. thing for us was, you know, going back like 10 years ago, you couldn't get Studio Ghibli stuff everywhere. Yes. And, and I'm, I'm saying that as a shop owner, like even mm -hmm. I couldn't get too much. So it was nice to be able to go in there and find actual Japanese merchandise that is, um, you know, Miyazaki related. So and, and that is we always love that. Yeah, there's so much Studio Ghibli stuff in there, too, like and stuff that you won't find elsewhere as well. Correct. Uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about on this list of criteria, it's got to be well themed. It, it's got to, you know, it, it's got to be very specific to the area that it's in. And it's got to have some kind of exclusive merchandise unless it's like a completely iconic location. Right. So Mitsukoshi Department Store definitely, I think, would be higher on this list if like it had more Disney influence. Well, yeah, I mean, it has none, really. None at all. So you, you can do the, um, you know, the the pearl ceremony where they you, you select the oyster and you get the pearl that's in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's apparel right when you walk in. I have purchased things right from that, you know, area. They also have a lot of like imported things. Like, you know, there's like a Japanese back scratcher or like something yep. for like the bath or or like um uh bento lunch boxes. And one of my favorite things to do, uh something my friend Stephanie taught me, Google you open up Google Translate on your phone and you pick up like the items in the Mitsukoshi department store and it will translate the the kanji into english so you can see okay. like whatever what everything like really is 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Like you just use the camera on your phone and like the words will just pop up on the screen as to like what that's they great. are. Yeah. So love technology like that. So then as you continue on through, you've got like shirts and like ninja shoes and those really cool umbrellas that look like samurai swords, which I've always wanted. Yeah. Uh, then you've got the um, the area where you can buy a kimono, which, uh, you know, it's kind of like tucked in the back there. Uh, then there's like the bonsai trees and the swords. And then you go into that area where it's just all Japanese snacks, like authentic yep. Japanese. Snacks. That's now, what me, most people like. And I used to whenever I would travel there, I would always buy something. I don't do it as much anymore because we actually have a ton of Asian grocery stores in my area and I can get everything that's sold in the Mitsukoji department store snack area right. for a fraction of the price. So right. I mean, you are paying a premium there, but there's also a bar in the back there. Yep. Uh, the uh, my fiance is Asian and she loves the Asian grocery stores. Like we're there all the time. And so I'm always like wanting to get these, like they have these individually wrapped gummies. So they're just like little circular gummies. Um, they come in many different flavors. Like there's apple, there's grape, there's, you know, lemon, which is my favorite. There's mango and right. they're, they're individually wrapped. So they're, 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 they're the perfect, like take along with you snack for like, if you just like want something sweet to snack on or like a, like if you're a grandma that always has like stuff in her purse, like, yep. so I always have a couple bags of that at home. Um, and then they have Pocky. They have the, they have the little koala bear or panda bears that uh, have like the chocolate uh, filling inside. Yep. Oh, what are those called? Those are delish. Hello Panda. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can also um, they have those sodas that you can like push in the like the the little marble on top of it into the bottle to open them. I've had one of those right. before. They're pretty cool. And one of my favorite things about Mitsugoshi Department Store is just interacting with the cast members there because they're all from Japan. Yeah, they're always so great. I remember Abby bought a uh, Totoro fan. Mm -hmm. And um, the person who helped us, like, asked if, you know, we wanted her to write Abby's name, yeah. like, on it, you know, like, in Japanese. And she did. It was really cool. She still has it. Still hanging in her room. Yep. I love that they do that. The uh, And, oh, you know, other things that they have there, there's Hello Kitty merchandise. There's yep. Gudetama, the lazy egg, which I love. I think it's adorable. Me too. Uh, I just love it. It's an egg with a butt. Like, yep. I love that. Uh, so many cool things in the midst. And then they've got the um, the kawaii, um, the Museum of Cute, yep. like Japanese cute culture uh, right in there, which which has been many different things throughout, you know, th the years. Like it's been like Japanese appliances or like all sorts of really cool things. So that's really cool. And, and there is a uh, the DuckTales World Showcase Adventure, which I have finally started to do, does take you through the Mitsukoshi department store. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so if you're in there, if you're in that, like, opening area, like, where all the anime stuff is, there's a good chance you'll see, like, a robot Webby, like, pop its head over the... the I mean, let me tell you something. I love the World Showcase Perry the Platypus uh, adventure. I know you did. The DuckTales one is even better. Even better because it's funny like it is just really funny you gotta hope that they would improve it if they were going to change it they and and it's not like i thought it was going to be like okay well all the where all the perry the platypus stuff was that's where all the ducktail stuff is gonna be it's not because like that bridge where you used to get perry the platypus on that little boat like they don't right. use they don't use that like there's there's all sorts of different locations that okay you know, are not not used for for both of them so right 
All right, moving along. We are heading, uh, we're hopping on the Skyliner and heading over to Hollywood Studios. And I'm going to turn number eight over to you because this was your uh, your pick and it is the Droid Depot. Yeah, but I think, you know, you got to remember Droid Depot is a store also. Of course, it's an experience. You can build a right. droid and all that. But it actually has a lot of really cool theming. Of course, there's just droid parts everywhere. Yeah. And a, a ton of droid merchandise if you love droids, which I do. And I, I know Star Wars isn't everybody's bag, but this is the kind of store you want moving forward if you're a Disney fan. I want this for everything, not just Star Wars. Highly themed, exclusive merchandise. I mean, you're not buying the a lot of those droids anywhere else, really. Correct. For a while, they had them at the Star Wars store that's kind of in the front of the park at Hollywood Studios, but I think the majority of it now can only be in the Droid Depot. Yeah, you know, so they don't sell anything in Galaxy's Edge that has Star Wars written on it because right. that's kind of their thing. So when they do, you can always tell when they do a droid, if I see, you know, they're making a droid in a box, like they did a BD-1, that yellow paint job like the B paint job. Okay. And the box was clearly Star Wars. I'm like, oh, interesting. It means they're not going to have this in Galaxy's Edge. I knew they were going to do the traditional white and red. That would be the Galaxy's Edge version, which of course it is. You can get it at your depot. Um, Do you you have the BD one? Because like we were, I was very curious. It's great. So how does, does it like walk or does it it have like wheels? No, walk. Um, now, it has wheels, I guess. I mean, I can't even remember. It's really slow compared to some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. But I just like the fact that the lights in the back, the light board in the back of the head is really bright and you can change like the lights in it. It's That's got a so lot cool. of cool options. I and love it's just B- really cool looking. I love BD-1. Me too. He, he's He might be my favorite droid in Star Wars right now. I like, can't he, say that, but... The argument could it. be made. Well, I love the Jedi, the Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor games. I mean... Me too. Me did too. you play did you play Jedi Survivor? I haven't cracked it open yet. It's still sealed. You have to play it. It's I know. so I, I literally just replayed it. And you know, like in in Fallen Order, like when you start out, you are so it is so basic. Like you are you are the epitome of like a Padawan that you know has not finished their training. You, you, right. the, the saber work is kind of lumbery and slow and you you only have the one force power to slow everything down. Right. And I was really worried that like I'm going to pop in Jedi Survivor and I'm like, oh, something's going to happen where Cal's going to forget all his force powers and have to relearn it. No, you start that game with every force power that you um, ended the previous game with and you just expand on it. That's great. So by the so you the way you start Fallen Order, I mean you know like nothing like you you you're so clumsy and slow and I love that that was intentional and like even by the end of of uh, Fallen Order like you're far more proficient but like right. by the end of Jedi Survivor you are like a full blown like super powerful Jedi Knight. Now do you like BD one more than Chopper? That's oh I think that might be my one and two right now. Yeah, because I love Chopper. Yeah, I do love Chopper, but I mean, like, and the, there's different lightsaber stances in Jedi Survivor. Like, you could do the single lightsaber, the double blade, like in the like in the the first one, but now you also have a two lightsaber stance. Okay, like you pull the double blade apart, and you have two, right? And then you have you can get the Kylo Ren cross guard. Okay, and, and you can, and there's one where it's literally a single lightsaber and a blaster. And so, like, you're basically like using like fencing maneuvers while also like shooting the blaster. I gotta tell you, my favorite thing about the first game is that the parts that you can pick up along the way to customize your lightsaber yeah. are the parts from Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, they are. It was really Power smart. 
the power and control. Yeah, like all that stuff. Yeah, basically the lights. And it's all, you know, it's the same in, um, you know, there's lots of different parts you could pick up in Jedi Survivor as well. I never use the Kylo Ren cross guard. It's not because I hate the sequels. It's because it's it's it is the epitome of like the broadsword, the big, heavy broadsword, two handed, you know, very slow, powerful. Right powerful but slow and i really like speed in that game so i'm constantly switching between the double blade and the two blades right the double blade is really great because i mean you're basically just spinning it around like a helicopter i mean it's dark, now is the double ball. blade the actual like both sides um i can't remember um cal's master's name is it that jaro Tapal? yeah it, i mean it can be but i mean by the you could customize it to whatever you want right because by the end of the the first game, I had one side was Jaro Tapal and the other side was Sir Jenda, which are like his right. two his two teachers. So I kind of like to keep it at that. I'm I'm like, you could also customize Cal. Like you can change his hair, you can change his beard, you can give him a beard. Uh, you know the outfits are more like there's different outfits. Like one of them is like a ratty like Jedi robe, and that's what I have him in for most of the game. I gave him like long like long hair and like a short beard, so he's like full on Jedi Knight. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, I really, really love that game. And I, I it's just so good. And like there are the story is so good. There's twists. It actually even ties into Obi-Wan. Like the Obi-Wan show. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard this. It ties in with the hidden path. Like they, they start mentioning that, which makes me think that there's plans for hidden path stuff in the future. Maybe. Hope so. Right. I'm sorry, I got off on a tangent about how much <laughs> I love that game. But yes, the Droid Depot. I mean, and that's uh, the Droid Depot was where you got the uh the Captain Rex uh, RX-24 uh, speaker and droid, right? Yeah. I mean, I've spent way too much money at Droid Depot. Although one interesting thing that you can usually only get there is the, if you like the, the little metal gift card, the Spira that you can get. Oh. So if you spent, it's a hundred dollar gift card. It costs you $5. Now it used to be free when Galaxy Touch first opened, but right. now they're $5. But if you're going to spend a hundred dollars, which most of us are in Disney, it's a really cool keepsake that you can only, you should get at Droid Depot. And okay. it is reloadable like any other Disney gift card. And you can use it anywhere in Disney. Yep. Oh, that's yep. cool. I will say I've used it many, many places and they look at you like you're crazy. Like that's not a gift card. So, uh -huh. you know, if you're in Disney Springs, I don't know how fluent they are in the in the Batu and Spira, but it is very neat. <laughs> All right. Number uh, number seven on our list. We're going over. Speaking of Disney Springs, we're heading over there. We are leaving Hollywood Studios and, and driving or taking a bus over to Disney Springs. And we are going to a shop that maybe is not the most um, immersive anymore. It doesn't really have a lot of uh, like specific merchandise that you can only get there. But in in scope, in, in scope, this is one of the best Disney stores because it is the largest Disney store. And it is World of Disney. Everyone has to go to World of Disney. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a rite of passage. I mean, even if you're not going to the parks and you stop by Disney Springs, you're going into World of Disney. They've even yeah. got like the princess statues outside, which I like to call yep. the I went to Orlando, but didn't go into any of the parks uh, <laughs> photo character. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, World of Disney. I mean, so many different rooms. They've always got whatever is like the latest and greatest, you know, fashion or or like right now they have like munchlings everywhere. Uh, yeah, munchlings. That, that's the big thing now. Oh, yeah. I've got a Munchlings keychain. Okay. Yeah, my fiance and I got like a pair of Munchlings keychains. She has the Eeyore and I have the Pooh Bear. 
I can't say I like munchlings, but I did see a Mike Wazowski one that I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there are some of them that I really like. I like the Mike Wazowski one. I really like the Baymax one where he's a s'more. Okay, yeah, I've seen that one also. And they've got like a giant plush of it. Yeah, it's really neat. I mean, like, but like if you're buying ears, like if you're buying mini ears uh, or or Mickey ears now that they make like them, you know, some unisex designs, right. uh, that's kind of the place to go to get them because they've got a huge ear selection there. And yes, there are ear shops in all the parks, but I think that they yeah, just got but like, they had, yeah, they have a big wall of them. They have a huge section of it. It's like a whole like section of this massive store. Uh, now, say what you will about the fact that they kind of sapped the creativity and originality out of this store. I mean, like, you know, you could make that argument. There was a point in time where this store would have been really close to the top. Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, but you know, hey, Sarah, Sarah, it's uh, yep. you know, they've got toys, they've got apparel, they've got you know, they, they that was where I went for all of like my 50th anniversary merchandise because they had that huge 50th anniversary section for for so very long. They've always yep. got really cool um displays, also, like they had that giant 50th anniversary castle. It's also where I do a lot of my Christmas shopping, I do a lot of my Christmas shopping at World of Disney. That makes sense. Yeah, like my my friend, I always buy something for my friend's kids. And like, so I'll always go there and get them like whatever plushes look like, you know, cute that year or well, for one of his daughters, I still do that. His other daughter is like older now. So I get her like Roblox stuff and right, you know, uh, so um, how about for number six, we stay in Disney Springs for a little oh, bit. Oh, interesting. Yeah. How about we exit Disney Springs and make a right and we head over to the co-op. Okay. Now I love the co-op. I know you don't love the co-op. I don't care about the co-op. I, I I think it's one of the coolest stores. So the co-op is kind of laid out like a flea market almost, where it's like ver- various different shops within one larger location. It's kind of like like that's kind of like a big thing I'm noticing in like trendy areas now. Like the original Gideon's, right. the original Gideon's here in Orlando is actually in a place just like that. But it's right. like all it's all food locations, not like apparel and stuff. So. You got the D-Tech store in there where you can do the phone cases and the uh, you know, magic bands and, you know, whatever you want to create there. You've got usually like a men's apparel place right off to your right. You've got the dress shop in there, the Cherry Tree Lane. You've got a kitchen, like a kitchen store, like with all like Disney kitchen stuff. I love the the kitchen store is always a must go to. for me. Yeah, the kitchen stuff might be the most uh, intriguing stuff. Yeah. That's where I'm always the most tempted. Yeah. And you've also got like usually like an art store, like with various prints and like, you know, it's like another art of Disney almost, which is right. interesting because there's an art of Disney already in Disney Springs. That's pretty, pretty vast. But right. they've always got art in there as well. The co-op, it, it, the thing that I love at the co-op also, it's constantly changing. Like you're you're constantly getting new shops that move in there. Like there was, there's a pet, there's a pet supply stuff. I've gotten stuff for Taz there. Um, okay. You can buy like special, like Disney collars. I bought oh, I'm so mad. I bought him this, uh, haunted mansion harness. It looked like a haunted mansion cast member costume. And I got the smallest one there was. He was, it was still too big on him. That's pretty was, funny. Yeah. I was so upset, but I get his every year when we go up for to New Jersey for Christmas, I get him a, uh, like a whatever the holiday spirit jersey is that year for dogs. Okay. And I get it from there. I get it from the co-op. Awesome. They used to have a travel a travel supply location as well, like, like suitcases and like hmm. different stuff that you would need for plane tra- for airplane travel. Right. 
Um, and they would even have like the the sample airplane seats so that you could see if like the the bag you're you're buying. Oh, no, really? Yeah, you could see if the bag you're like would would fit as like a personal item under the seat, or you know that was pretty cool. I don't think they have that anymore though. That's that was, neat. Yeah, and then like you know you can you go from the co-op. I I consider Disney style to be part of the co-op, even though a lot of people don't, because you could walk you could walk from the co-op into Disney style without right. ever going outside. Like the stores right. are connected. So do, I agree and, with you on that. Yeah. And Disney style, like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there that you can't get anywhere else. It's very like trendy, um, right. You know, apparel. So, uh, all right. Ready for number five. Yep. We're heading back to the parks for this one. We, and we are, uh, you know, this is the top five. We, obviously this is the, the creme de la creme. However, uh, we are going to, an area that, you know, maybe would have been higher on the list in the past, but now has kind of taken a few steps back. And that is the uh, creation shop, formerly Mouse Gear. Now, I mean, you going to be okay during this one? Yeah, like, I mean, I like creation reading. shop. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's it would be really great, you know, if they just built it and I, I loved it. But, you know, I, it does lack it's Target, right? It lacks a lot yeah. of the charm of uh Mouse Gear. of what Mouse Gear had. It's but I small, still think it, it has. It's also smaller than it? Mouse Gear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. It looks so much bigger because it's open, whereas Mouse Gear was curved. So you yeah. couldn't see the other side, you mm-hmm. know, from from. um, Yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. It's smaller because they built um, the Club Cool into it. Right. So they took right. up a huge chunk out of Mouse Gear for that. Right. But I mean, like, this is kind of the place to go when you just want Disney merchandise and you're in Epcot. You know, it, it, yeah. this is another one of those ones, much like World of Disney, where, you know, it doesn't have exclusive merchandise per se, but it's got a lot of like, uh, what am I looking for here? It, it's just a lot of that Disney charm. Yeah, I think it's cool. I, I've used their mobile checkout, which I think works nicely. Um, usually, if there's something that's Epcot that came out, I know I can find it there. Like last year, they did the individual wooden ornaments for each of the countries in World Showcase. Uh-huh. And I knew, of course, they would have the individual ones at each country, but I knew that Creation Shop would have all of them, and they did. Yeah, like that's the one spot. I don't think that was available anywhere else. I think you kind of had to go there, you know, just to get them in one location. So, uh, you know, if, if there's something Epcot, which especially, you know, with the 40th having passed where mm-hmm. there's a lot of 40th, that this is the place you're going to go. Yeah, I mean, that's where I got all my 40th merch. I got, right, the, uh, you know, my, my T-shirts and stuff like that. They've also got a lot of like the like they've got a lot of the merchandise from Worlds of Xandar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, should we we should have put Worlds of Xandar on this? List. I don't. Yeah, we probably should have. I don't know if I love it. I want to really like it, but it's yeah. so small. It is very like, listen, small. You want to know why it's at Creation Shop? It's because I don't think anyone knows Worlds of Xandar is there. The ride does not exit into it. No, it's really tiny. And honestly, I was a little bummed at the merch. The one thing that I like, like they sell the Infinity Gauntlet in there, but it's like not the good Infinity Gauntlet. I know like that's the one I maybe that's why I don't like it. Yeah, like the one I bought from you is like a quality Infinity Gauntlet. That was kind of like the big one that Marvel was selling for a while. Right. The the Mar- what is it Marvel Legends was it, yeah it's the, the Marvel Legends one. Yeah. yeah. So they don't sell the Legends one. They sell like almost one that looks like a Lego, like Infinity Gauntlet right. almost. Um, but I re- the one thing I really like is like the Infinity artifacts, though they don't have all of them yet. I bought 
all of them. The only one I didn't get was the um, Time Stone. Because I was going to say, do they I have, have the, the Eye Okay, yeah. they have the Agamotto now. I have the Legends one, and it's pretty much to me superior. So I was like, I can't own two of these things. Yeah, but, but they, um, they don't I did get have, everything else. They well, they don't have the Soul Stone at all. But I guess the Soul Stone never came in a right. I mean, technically, I have the Soul Stone that I bought there, but it doesn't yeah. have oh, they, like an artifact. Do they sell the Soul Stone there? Not individually, but you can buy the stones. Oh, okay, yeah, because they've got the Loki Pokey Stick, which I actually yep. really want. I have that. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, which contains obviously the Mind Stone. They've got the Tesseract, which is the Space Stone. They've got the Orb, which is the Power Stone. They've got the Ether, yep. which is the Ether and like the little carrying case. That the let me tell you something. The Ether is the one that no one cares about. I've actually yeah. seen it on clearance at the Disney Store by me. Um, that is hands down the best one. Is it really? It's amazing. Yeah, huh? It's really cool. Yeah, they've got the Eye of Agamotto, but then yeah, the the Soul Stone because there's no like artifact with the Soul Stone, like unless yeah. it's gonna unless it's gonna come with like like you get two versions of it. One comes with dead Gamora, and the other comes with dead Black Widow. <laughs> right. Like, right? You know, I actually just ordered um, this week. They've done the, I guess it's the TVA staff. You know, the staff that they have that they hit oh, you with. Oh yeah, the uh, and it comes with the badge. I ordered that. I want to see how that is. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And they did black web shooters. These I just saw these this week. I don't know if they've been out for a while, but um, they did web shooters. I didn't get them because I bought the silver ones when I was in Disneyland, and I'm assuming they're very similar. Mm-hmm. But I will check them out. Are they like the web shooters from the movie, like the ones that he like slaps on his wrist? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. The the web shooters in the Spider Man. I'm replaying the Spider Man video game right now on, on PlayStation because Spider Man Two comes out next month, and right. So that means I got to get through Spider-Man, the DLC, and Miles Morales before, you know, we get into. Yeah, I haven't Spider-Man started too. Miles Morales. Miles Morales is a good time. I know. I hear it's great. And I hear it's that, not long, so I kind of want to do it. Yeah, it's really not long. Uh, it And it's it was more epic than I thought it would be. Right. Like, being that it's not like a full game, I was like, oh, this is not going to have like the epic, like emotional weight of like the Peter fighting Doc Ock that right. the first game had but no it's it's like it's good like it's got a lot of emotional weight to it um but yeah the, the web shooters in that one it's like i don't know they're like it almost looks like a little like uh hot wheels like plane huh it's, okay it's really weird i don't know i don't like the web shooters in that game okay so after the creation shop we're hopping on the monorail we're heading back over to magic kingdom because number uh number four is going to be the Emporium. I mean, it's on this list and it's this high because it's iconic. I can't imagine going to Disney and not going to the Emporium. Same here. I mean, like, I pretty much will always go into the Emporium, even when I just pop into Magic Kingdom. However, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought something there. Typically, you know, when I would buy a photo album, um, if I couldn't buy it online ahead of time, I would get it there because they would always have it. I'm trying to think, maybe I bought my Magic Band Plus there. I don't... I don't know. Like I, I don't even know where my Magic Band Plus is. Like what, <laughs> dude? I don't care. Like at all. Like that was such a bust for me. Like I was like, I can't believe I spent forty dollars on this thing that I don't use. Like you want to know? It's really weird. You know how Disneyland now has Magic Band, so I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Like because I had gotten the kids Magic Band Plus, and Heather didn't get one. She's like, I don't need one. Disneyland is only Magic Band Plus. So if you have a Magic Band, it don't 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 bring it. It doesn't like you can't even use it to get in. And I have so many regular magic bands now. Me too. Like literally they're in the center console of my car. 
So like, I don't even think to like grab a magic band on my way out the door. And like, you're now giving me a magic band that I have to charge on my, with my computer. Like, yeah, but you don't have to charge it. That's just for like the light up features and stuff. It'll, if it doesn't, if it's not charged, it will still operate as a magic band. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not a fan of it. I, I, it was a, it's a cool idea. And I get that that this is the design going forward and that's fine. And the cruise line has magic band plus now. And on the cruise line, I think that's going to be great. Because right. it, it Magic Band is desperately needed on the cruise line. So, but yeah, um, you know, obviously long storied history of the Emporium, you know, the, the expansion where they kind of got rid of all those individual shops and just made it one really long shop leading into Casey's Corner. Uh, you know, one of our Beat the Heat, uh, you know, recommendations was to walk through the Emporium. Right. To make your way down Main Street. Uh and, and again, much like World of Disney, they've got so much. They've got apparel, they've got toys, they've got plush. They've, you know, it's really what, and 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 separated very well in different sections. They even got that whole area that's just like whimsical socks. <laughs> yeah, they have like a decent like hats wall also. Yeah, yeah, right next, to, right cool. next to that. Yeah. Okay, so for number three, we're heading back to Disney Springs. I know okay, we're, we're bouncing around here a lot, but it's worth it because number three is the Disney Springs Days of Christmas Shop. Now, look, they've got so many Christmas shops in Walt Disney World. They've got, you've got Yield Christmas Shop. You've got the Germany Shop at Epcot. <clears throat> you've got the Christmas Store in Hollywood, but I don't think that's reopened since COVID. I don't think it has not. Yeah, um, that whole section, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, Days of Christmas is just, it's it, first of all, it's so much bigger than the rest. Right. But I mean, it is... Head and Shoulders, the best Christmas shop on property. I mean, it is so good. I walk through there any time of the year. It doesn't have to be Christmas. And, oh, man, it's just such a treat. Like, the music is, is playing. I love that. Yes, that's always wonderful. It's nice and cold in there, even in the summer. So, I, and, you know, I love seeing all the different ornaments. The thing I hate the most there, though, is I'll see an ornament and I'll be like, oh, definitely getting that this christmas like i'll i'll be back around like october november to get that i go october november they're not there anymore well come on you snooze you lose yeah i know but like i don't well well i love the idea of an all-year christmas shop i'm not buying anything for my christmas tree before november (laughs) i would love to tell you that i don't either but i totally do well but when you're on vacation it's one thing i mean like you know no No, i I mean at home i bought a a really cool uh stitch and angel building a snowman statue the other day because i'm like this will be great at christmas i don't know why i just got to chill and stuff like that but uh my wife loves snowman and it's you know everything we have is always of course like you know mickey minnie donald like you know classic characters so it was nice to get one that was uh kind of a modern disney character the last thing i bought there um so my my parents dog looks just like bolt okay and so my dad loves bolt and and there was a bolt ornament that i got my dad uh last year for christmas or two years That's ago cool. maybe even yeah i remember i showed it to my mom and my mom was like well he's got to have that so bolt underrated disney movie a very underrated john travolta voicing the dog i mean yeah stellar cast yeah uh, i think miley cyrus was the girl yeah she was yeah love that movie they've also got stuff there that at days of christmas that i'm always like oh i really want this but i'll never spend the money to get it like they do the the disney like christmas village houses but they're so expensive they're yeah they're pricey like they're so expensive when i could just go to home depot and get kind of like generic ones like if i'm gonna do a christmas village yeah 
yeah, just can't. I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> the uh, what else? I'm thinking about that store. I mean, they've got really cool like stockings. They've got personalized ornaments. They've even got Hanukkah yeah, you always stuff. see that personalized desk is always hopping. There's always oh, yeah. people getting ornaments personalized. Yep. Well, and I mean, I think it's brilliant to always have the Christmas store because if you're like me and you like your trip to kind of like tell the story of uh, you like your tree to tell the story of the family that it belongs to having an ornament for each of your like for that year's big trip like we got a disney wish ornament in right you know, last year so yeah it makes sense to me it definitely makes sense okay uh moving on from days of christmas we got our number two shop we're heading all the way back to the magic kingdom now and we're talking themed shop. We're talking exclusive merchandise. We're talking prime location uh, with a with a great park specific IP. We're talking Memento Mori at the Haunted Mansion. I don't even like that. It's just a little house. Yeah. Used to be the I think it's so shop. cool. Yeah. yeah. Yep. This little tiny house with like all this Haunted Mansion stuff in it. What a great idea for them to do. I miss when they used to have the 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 you could take the portraits that turned into like ghouls. Yeah, you know, thank God I did that. Like I remember, Abby was terrified. She was little. Her picture, by the way, is so adorable because she the day we took it, she wore a headband. She went through a serious headband phase. Right. She wore a headband with like a little palm on it, and it is uh, the greatest picture ever. But I remember she was terrified and she's like, I don't even really want to do this. And I kind of forced her. I'm like, you don't have to look at it. It's not like you have to see it. And, you know, we all took them. And I remember telling Heather, I'm like, this is cool. Like we could update the kids pictures every couple of years. And then nope. poof, it was gone. It's gone. Like, thank God I actually got all four pictures and yeah. got the frames that they go in. Cause they sold haunted mansion frames. And by the way, they were sold out of the frames. When I got the pictures, I had someone else who was there like a month or two later and they picked up the frames for me. And I remember thinking like, ah, do I want to spend $30 on these frames or whatever ridiculous price they were. But in hindsight, they're on my haunted mansion wall mm-hmm. and they are really cool. So. Yeah. I mean, Memento Mori has always got some really cool stuff. It's where you're going to find, haunted mansion merch that you're not going to find anywhere else that little room for the portraits is still there but they don't it's not for the portraits anymore no now it is a um counter where you can pay yeah yeah so which makes sense if you look at the structure of the store they moved it from the other side yeah 100 100 i mean i was always like when they got rid of the yankee candle shop and they were like we're making it a haunted mansion store i'm like good call that was a good call i can't believe it took that long Honestly, it took a long time. So before Memento Mori, you remember there was a Haunted Mansion cart. Yeah. That was outside the ride. It took a long time for them to have that cart. Yeah, it wasn't there forever. It was like a Madame Leota like themed cart, right? Yeah. And it was cool. But I mean, they probably sold a Haunted Mansion's a large IP for them. So for sure. For sure. Which which is why they are building that garden in Disneyland. All right. So you ready for some honorable mentions? Yes. All right, before we get to our number one, we're going to do some honorable mentions. So uh, the Art of Disney is a store that was originally our number 10 before we we replaced it with resort gift shops. Uh, there's an Art of Disney in every park and in, and Disney Springs. Disney Springs was the one we were going to include on the list. But right. uh, yeah, I love the Art of Disney. I don't know if I've ever bought anything there, but I know you have. If you rewound 20 years ago, that would have been my number one. Yeah. Okay. Always love it. But uh, also, we've got big top souvenirs in uh, Fantasyland. Couldn't make it on the list because it doesn't really have like sp- like specific gear 
uh, that's like specific to big top souvenirs. It's a lot of just generic Disney stuff, but it is so it is so coolly themed. I do like walking through it. I love the carpet that looks like a like a circus tent floor. Yep. And it's got the only, thing, the only thing I've ever bought there is usually food items. Like yeah, I was just about like to say a, that, like a candy or a pastry. They got big top treats right there, which they've got the goofy glacier. Uh my favorite way to keep cool in the Magic Kingdom is the it's one of the best frozen drinks you'll find, dairy free. And it is uh you know, I can't but but it is a recipe for bad brain freeze if you drink it even slightly fast. Got it. Yeah. Um also, it is a disaster since the the um, advent of paper straws. Ah, uh, I get that also. I, now, like the point of the paper straws, I know, is to like reduce like waste and all this other stuff. And um, and but like every time I go there now, they're like, "Oh, do you want to take two paper straws because you know, uh, like it's going to dissolve like halfway through the drink?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I do." But doesn't that also kind of defeat the purpose of the paper straw if we're giving everybody two of them now? <laughs> I got to tell you, I'm real. I have like, you know, my own straws. I'm really tempted to bring straws on my trip. I I usually carry a backpack. I might, I might have to do that. Yeah. All right. So next on our list of honorable mentions, we've got Tatooine Traders, the original Star Wars store of Walt Disney World. Broke my heart to not include it on this list because when I was a kid, this store blew my mind. Me too. I mean, I, I could not believe it was a whole store dedicated to star wars like it was like and now you know we take that for granted because like disney springs has two star wars stores now like it i can remember um my my favorite memory from tattooing traders when they started doing star tours figures of all the droids and funky robots and stuff um everyone i you know i'm we're all star wars nerds so we were like well we have to have these figures and i'm like i'm going so you know who needs figures and and they weren't crazy expensive back then i think they were 9.99 maybe so i had this entire list of people it's like oh we all want them so i went in there and they had them all on display like on a little end cap and i was like hey i need a bunch of these should i take them off the end cap or do you guys just want to go in the back and get them because i know like (laughs) they don't want me just to empty their end cap and they're like, I can just take them from there. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, and see, I literally start taking t- 12 of every figure to the counter. And my wife is bringing them over. And one of the cast members is talking to my wife like, what is going on? They had never seen anything like this. Like, what is going on here? And I'm like, I need all these figures and you have to mail them to New Jersey. And they did. It was awesome. They probably thought that you were like a scalper before the scalpers were a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but I was not. You, I just. But now you asking about the end cap, that is such a like a a thing that only somebody who owns a retail store would think to ask well yeah i just thought it might be easier for that well not only that but you know when you're like mailing something back from disney like i thought maybe it would just be easier for them to just you know what do you need and we'll just mail it to you but apparently they're like no just empty that i'm like okay uh okay so tattooing chairs i mean they had the original build a lightsaber yeah, uh, you know, but which is still there. I can't believe it's still there. Well, but, it's there because it's a much, 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 much more affordable option for yeah. kids who want to build a lightsaber. Yeah, it's true. That is very true. I mean, look, I don't hate that it's there. I'm saying I can't believe that Disney is offering a much, 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 much of more. You have to. Option. You can't have a five year old who wants to build a lightsaber plunk over two hundred and sixty six dollars for, you know, know. Savi's experience. I and know. Let's face it. Savi's in East is always sold out. So it is gives you know, other people an option to, you know, be able to build a lightsaber. Is it not always sold out in Disneyland? 
No, never. Oh, interesting. Uh, honestly, I could probably make a reservation for today in Disneyland. So uh, next up on our list of, uh, you know, honorable mentions is uh, one that I wanted on there, and that was Hundred Acre Goods. Now, this is the the Winnie the Pooh gift shop that you exit out of uh, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh into. I just think it's an adorable little shop. I love Winnie the Pooh, so I love all the Winnie the Pooh merchandise. They've always got really good, like, baby clothes in there. So yeah, my fian- well, my that's fian- right. Yeah, my fiance and I are always like, oh, someday we're going to, like, empty this store, like, when we have a kid. Right. Um, now, a dishonorable mention goes to the Pirates of the Caribbean store. Really, really unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, what, a, what I a, think we both want to like it. Yeah, we I, like I totally want to like this store and I just I can't. It's it's just lame. Right. It, it is not a good store. It, it is this open air like bizarre, but they like plastic snakes and like, you know, like kind of lame yeah. T-shirts. And I, that's the thing. I'm always amazed at how terrible the merch is, but maybe it's just a product of pirates. Like it's hard to come up with good things. I don't know. I, I figure like that's the thing that's easy to come up with things for, wouldn't it? I don't I don't know. They used to have the cool like guns. Yeah. You know, we can't have I that remember, anymore. I know. I remember Ethan bought one. It was like pretty neat. It's just like a snap gun. It doesn't actually do anything. It's just yeah. like a wooden block. Yeah. Honestly, you want to know what that store is most known for? At least in my collection of friends and family, uh, the fantastic bathrooms that are right there. Right there. <laughs> right. With benches so you can wait for your party. Yep. And never never super crowded either. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, and then the last honorable mention goes to a store that is kind of gone, but not forgotten. Like, not officially gone, but like, let's face it, it's gone. Uh, that is the Muppet store in Hollywood Studios. I mean, like... yeah. Like, look, if this list were being made in like the late 90s or early 2000s, there would have been a, you know, a case made for this store being in the top three. I love that store. It Loved was, it. Not only did this store have wonderful, exclusive Muppet merchandise and, and amazing T-shirts and plushes, but this was it also had such cool like like Muppet like scenery like you had the yeah props from the movie yeah you had the lockers from uh you know muppets take manhattan you had the the checkout counter was the the lobby check-in counter for the happiness hotel and the great muppet caper i mean this was so cool Uh, i I remember going in there and you know because it was so it used to be that like kind of first room yeah. And then the second room was also Muppets. I remember yeah. going in there for the first time when that second room was now not Muppets. And I uh-huh. was like, oh, no, like this is over now. Yeah. Is that space too big for Muppets? It is too big for Muppets. But that just like signaled the end. You were like, OK, this is done. So for so I remember in 2003 and 1997 when I took trips there, that store, I spent so much time in there. I bought so much stuff in there. It was like, it was like me asking my parents for like everything in that store when I was a kid. Right. And then like in 2003, when I'm 18, I remember my mom just like, without me even like saying anything, she bought me this like, like packaged, like Muppet Vision 3D, like action figure set, which yeah, I mean, the box set. Yeah, I'm like I'm 18. I'm not I'm not, you know, playing with action figures, but you know, like have I had it in the box and kept it in the box. Right. I, I that probably got destroyed in Hurricane Sandy or, or or Hurricane Floyd or something like that, but bummer. Yeah, I have no I would have no idea where to even begin to look for that. It, it's probably gone. But I wish I had held on to it. And then I remember when I went back in 2009, I was like, "Uh-oh. 
Like this isn't a Muppet store anymore. This is a Muppet corner of yep. like one little side of it. And I was like, okay. Part of that is that, you know, they honestly, especially with the rights bouncing around everywhere, they really yeah. just stopped making merchandise. That's very true. Very, very true. All right. Ready for our number one? Number one. Number one. Uh, this might surprise some people, but maybe not if you've listened to the show for two for, for a long period of time. We're going back to Hollywood Studios over in Galaxy's Edge, and we're going to Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. I mean, Doc Ondar's is the ultimate shop. Everything. Everything about it, from from the exclusive merchandise to the story of the shop to the animatronics to the to the decor. I mean, is it too small? It's absolutely too small. But, you know, it, it is... I actually like that, though. I mean, I... I it's a can't miss shop. I mean, it. You got that baby Sarlacc in the in the glass terrarium in there. So that's the thing, right? Even like, okay, Star Wars isn't your thing. You don't love Star Wars, but this is what you want from a Disney shop. A, it's it's literally in universe. Yeah, as a shop, um, it has its own parks exclusive character. Dun, I mean, dun, how dun. cool is that? It has actual displays you know, not for sale that are like, you know, kind of crazy things from in universe. I would want this for any Disney IP, not just star Wars. Yep. So, and, and forget about the fact that, you know, 90% of the store is only exclusively purchased there, but any store that frequently still has a queue line or a virtual queue that you have to sign up for. I mean, this is the power like of this shopping location. Yep. And I mean, look at, you want to know something else? I mean, Everything else in Galaxy's Edge is being sold is sequel era merchandise. Okay. You got the yep. first order store, you got the the kiosks for the resistance. And what is the thing that has the virtual queue line? The store that sells everything from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. Once more, yep. making the point that slavishly docking Galaxy's Edge in the worst period of Star Wars history between the two worst movies in the franchise is the dumbest thing that that Kathleen Kennedy has ever decided to do. I'm not going to go down that road. I love galaxy's edge, but I do understand what you're saying. I love galaxy's edge. I'm just saying that well, even though galaxy's edge is great, it could have been perfection. I get it. I get it. You know, and, and they, you could tell they were like, let's just squeeze all the, all the stuff from the earlier movies into one tiny little shop. We'll give it a story. And you know what? And that is the store that everybody wants to go in. Because that is the store that has Star Wars in it. I'm sorry. Have you bought anything at Doc Ondars? I bought plenty of things in Doc Ondars. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I love the holocrons in there. The um, you know, the 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 little statues, the Darth Vader castle that you could buy. The Mustafar. Yeah, Darth no Vader one has castle. that. Could I you was imagine? there one time. No one's like, you got to get me Darth Vader's castle. I'm like, all right, oh, you got so it. good. It's so good. Look, Vader's fortress. I mean, his Mustafar fortress. I love it, but I also love to consider like, like if it's actually in universe, like then actually selling this like, <laughs> like it's like Napoleon's castle, like this. You mean like if like selling it's in universe? I, I yeah. guess so. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, listen. There's some suspension, right? Because I yeah. mean, they wouldn't be selling replica <laughs> Emperor Palpatine robes. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> you know. Uh, and I like that one side of the store is like dark side and the other side is yeah they make it really simple and easy and there is no lack of detail I mean the walls are covered in 
yeah. and crazy artifacts. It's, they it's make the so most of neat. that space. And if you do, and it, let's say you don't want to go through the whole like Savi's workshop experience, but you still want a lightsaber and you want like, you know, maybe Luke Skywalker's lightsaber or you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsaber. You can get it right there at the lightsaber counter. Uh, listen, I would I would recommend buying a legacy saber over a over a Savi's. Yeah. And I love the I love the Savi's experience. I mean, I really love it. Um, but the legacy sabers, I think, are a little bit more affordable and I think they're fun and more familiar to people. Are they more affordable? Well, yeah, like a, a legacy saber at this point is probably like one fifty nine ninety nine. I think okay. that's kind of like the average price. I've always wanted uh, I've always wanted Palpatine Invaders lightsabers like. Man, you well. First off, let me say that as of right now, they're currently all sabers are on sale for thirty percent off. Oh, okay. But the Palpatine's been on sale for a while. The Palpatine one's pretty cool. Um, it's neat. It's, I also it's more compact. Do they still have the Darth Revan one? No, they never had Darth Revan. Oh, okay. That was like a online <laughs> exclusive, or no? Darth Revan was made by so Hasbro did a Black Series Elite of Darth Revan, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they've never done Disney's never done one. They are so close to canonizing Darth Revan. Like it's it's coming like constantly. Like, yeah, there, there's action figures now. And there, you know, it's I really feel like Filoni has been kind of like skirting around that for a while. And, and that it's on his to do list is to canonize Darth Revan. I hope so. But at the same time, I, I don't know how much room there is for all of this legend stuff. You know, but it's almost like. um. Well, also like name? in in, uh, in in Rise of Skywalker, like. Palpatine's different like legions of his like you know army or whatever they all had like ancient Sith names and one of them was right. like the the Revan Legion so right. you know it's interesting what what was yeah. whose name uh Merrick from Galen, oh Ga- Galen Merrick well you know you have like is it Merrick that's yeah, in, you know, in in ah- Ahsoka? Ahsoka it's like yeah guys I I don't think there's enough room here for yeah, you know you is know. everyone gonna be really bummed if it's nobody. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's gonna end up being nobody. I, I there's have, not I, enough I, room for it to be somebody. Yeah, because it's not what the show's about. Like if it was gonna be Galen Marrick behind that mask, then the, the point of the show would be the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker versus the apprentice of Darth Vader. And right, maybe that's a more interesting show than what we're getting. But you I know, don't think it is. I, I think it's a show that alienates, but yeah, I, I just I don't think there's enough room. I think it's just a subtle nod, and you know, a lot of Star Wars people don't always love subtle nods. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh all right. So anything else in Doc on I mean, uh Doc Honor himself is a huge uh yeah. cool thing. I mean, like he's in there, he's in a he's an authorian, he's He's back in the like the behind like the cage area working and talking and doing all that. I stuff. mean, I don't know why I take the same pictures of him every time I'm there. Oh, you got it. You got it. Every time I'm like, oh, let me take this. I hold it up to the bars. So my camera goes through the bars mm-hmm. and like, you know, the, the lens and I take pictures of them. And I'm like, I, I have these pictures like 30 times. But how can I go there and not see this? I mean, I also really love the the. um the heads like the head mounted heads on the wall because one oh of them yeah is, one of them is like that tiger from uh attack of the clones and i just yep. think that's so yep. cool that thing scared me i remember yeah it's, like, it's pretty cool that thing was a terrifying creature probably the most terrifying yep. creature george ever created maybe so okay well anything else you wanted to add on to this list i mean you know no uh you know i mean i do like all the little shops in the bazaar and galaxy's yeah. edge i think that stuff's cool um, very cool very cool but you know 
Docks is the best. It is. It really is. I just hope as we do like themed lands going forward that they kind and listen, there's a store in in Pandora, right? And it's okay. I kind of like it. And it is it is it's perfect for what it needs to be there. But just if we're going to do kind of themed lands, you know, whatever Dino Land's going to end up being, unfortunately, I just hope that they do really well themed out shops as well. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, you could say Worlds of Xandar was a very well themed shop. It's just too small. Yeah, yeah. But now, I mean, you know, you've got like again with Avatar, like the second movie made what like another like almost two billion dollars, and yeah. But again, instantly, no one's talking about this IP again. No one cares again. What amazed by it? What is it about these movies that make people go see them? I like them. I like the second one a lot. Um, I, you know, I always, I always joke around that. Yeah, I've never seen anyone wear an Avatar T-shirt though. No, never. I've seen some people wear like the ears in 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 Animal Kingdom, but that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. I don't even see people walking around with the banshees on their shoulder anymore. No, they're kind of hard to wear. Yeah, they are. All right. Anything else you want to add this week? All right, well, then that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we love having you guys here with us each and every Friday. And if you wanted to get the show earlier, you can also join our Patreon over at patreon.com slash Two Men in the Mouse. Uh, you know, our ultimate Mousers get the show right after it's edited. Uh, you know, our ultra Mousers get it on Wednesdays and other tiers get it on uh, our, our mega and super Mousers get it on um, on Thursdays. So, but the show will always be free. It will always be dropping on Fridays every single week. And we thank you guys for your continued support. If you love our good buddy, Peter Mandel, check him out over at Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranberry, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. Um, if you are uh, going on YouTube, check out the Morty Monster YouTube channel for Walt Disney World vlogs. Um, you can find that at youtube.com slash Morty Monster. Please like, share, and subscribe. It definitely helps the channel out. And also, folks, my books can all be found on Amazon.com, the Ross and Auntie series, which is my completed uh, four-book fantasy epic. And then you've got all my other books written under the name Vincent Valentine, B-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N. And those can also be found on Amazon in ebook, paperback, and uh, audiobook formats. All right. Well, that does it for this week. Pete, any closing words? I'm excited to do it again next week. Very excited to do it again next week. Folks, please keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us. This has been YDF Media Productions.